now. It's back to Refilu Mpakanyane. On 702. And it's going on 14 minutes past 8 on the Saturday edition of Weekend Breakfast. Time to say hi to our human potential uh, human potential expert, speaker, writer, and of course parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Hi, Nikki. Good morning, Rafael Way. Nikki, today we're taking a look at a physical and mental development benefits of riding bikes and scooters because movement is essential for children's development. Um, t- tell us more about that. Yes, well, I actually have been speaking to uh, quite a lot of toy suppliers recently because, of course, Christmas is coming. Oh, yes. And they have reported that this year they have had such huge demand for bikes and scooters Mm. because I think parents, of course, with lockdown, you know, being cooped up, have discovered just how important it is for kids to have access to wide open spaces and to movement. Yeah. And it's part of being a part of uh, keeping families sane, uh, keeping children sane, because there's an absolute connection between movement and space and children's mental and emotional development. So child development in terms of getting ready for the classroom is linked to gross motor development, mm-hmm. but also keeping us calm. You know, that, that, that ability to be outside, to use big body movements, which you can't do when you're cooped up in a house. Of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there's so many benefits to riding scooters and bikes that are so different to, say, for example, running and jumping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk, us through those, talk us through those benefits as well, Nikki. Well, let's look at bikes and scooters and the fact that children have to learn how to control something that's got wheels, so it's moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are they experimenting with? Speed, space, distance, mm-hmm. you know, how fast can I get from here to there? Because I can get there faster on wheels sure. than I can if I was walking. And then balance is a massive thing with bikes and scooters. So in the inner ear, there's that whole vestibular system. And it's a very, very finely tuned system. And when children are on a bike or on a scooter, they're learning how to balance. They're learning how to right themselves if they're Mm -hmm. leaning too far to the left or too far to the right. So they're giving the vestibular system that exercise, which is so important. I think, you know, the vestibular system is that invisible sense. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. It's really underestimated. And it's something that um, is, is... essential to how we operate in the world, how we hold ourselves up, you know, how we balance against gravity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a whole system. And then think about something like independence. Mm-hmm. When you rode your first bicycle, didn't you feel a sense of control and independence? Sure. You're out on the street as well. <laughs> you're by, exactly. you're, or you're by yourself or with your friends, perhaps. But yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's you who has to be, in, it's, that's in control of every element of what your body is doing, what this, um, this, uh, bike is doing. And yeah, you, you have to learn very, very quickly because once you fall in the first time or the second time, you don't want to repeat that experience. Well, I think falling is a very interesting thing that you've brought up because when you're on a bike or a scooter, you are experimenting and you will fall. Mm. So that's one of the, the, the important things about um, being on a bike 
or being on a scooter is that children will fall, they will pick themselves up, and they will start all over again. And it is about experimenting and technique and getting it right. And, of course, one has to do the safety equipment initially. You know, children must always ride with a helmet. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when they're older, they've got to ride with a helmet. And to begin with, you're going to put knee pads on, you're going to put elbow pads on. And, of course, they're the fairy wheels. Yeah. So especially when children are graduating from that, um, from the three-wheeler to the two-wheeler and then to having a two-wheeler without fairy wheels. That's a, almost right, like a rite of passage. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and as a parent, you're running next to your child and you, you know, you're propping them up and you're encouraging them and then you let them go and they go. And it's quite a big moment. It's a little bit like when children learn to write and when children learn to read. Mm. Being able to ride a a two-wheeler without assistance is a massive moment of letting go and of independence. And then there's the um, learning of road safety. Yeah, absolutely. The rules of the road what you can and what you can't do, Uh, crossing the road safely, which side of the road to be on, being alert for a car coming up behind you, for a car coming in front of you. That's all taking uh, into account the world we live in, that our children don't live in a bubble, bubble, Mm -hmm. that they have to accommodate everything else. They have to be awake. They have to be aware. So how much learning, and we haven't even got into bilateral integration, (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you've, you've brought up such an interesting point, Nikki, and I wonder as parents how often we take that opportunity um, of something as um, fun and as simple as bike riding to contextualize, you know, create a context for our children. So, of course, there's the road safety. Do we take that opportunity to teach children uh, road rules as often as possible, how to indicate perhaps if you are going to let them, um, um, how to indicate their intentions when they're out on the road, if you're going to let them do so right out uh, on the open road, for instance. Uh, and do we also take the time to con- uh, create context just socially for our children as well? Uh, what things to be aware of, or what danger points there might be and why they exist, you know, just to, we can have such a huge conversation around biking uh, or that comes out of biking. Well, I think it's also that that nice way of having a conversation that you're not sitting across the table from them. Mm-hmm. You're actually out in the, the environment. It's happening. Sure. It's the best way for children to learn when they're in context. And of course, there's that family togetherness aspect that sure. you might not even be walking beside your child. You may also be on a scooter. You may also be on a bicycle. So there's a, it's a lovely way for families to socialize for families to have that that sense of belonging and togetherness together mm-hmm. and at the same time it's that it's that feedback in real time it's that conversation while we're riding and 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 on scooters together it's the feedback uh but from person to person it's also the feedback between the body and the brain mm-hmm. never ever forget that movement is the architect of the brain. So when we talk about bilateral integration with bike riding and scooter riding, both sides of the body are being used. So with with cycling, both sides being used at the same time. With on a scooter it's it's one leg that's on and one leg that's pushing. So there's a whole lot of neurological connection going on that 
we cannot even fathom, um, you know, how complex the system is between the body and the brain. There's directionality. Mm-hmm. You're moving forwards. You're moving backwards. You're leaning sideways on a scooter. So we've got left. We've got right. So that's laterality. Mm-hmm. Now, these are all things that are actually precursors, believe it or not, to reading and writing. Sure. <laughs> so gross motor, which is big body movements is so connected to the fine um, motor coordination, the eye-hand coordination. Even though what we're doing on a bike and a scooter is eye-foot coordination much of the time, it's going to impact on our children's ability to balance the letters on a line when they're writing, Mm -hmm. to read from left to right, to be able to draw circles and do geometry and all of those things. It's going to be so much easier if they've, they've already mapped this through their body. It's so fascinating. I find learning in child development and childhood just such a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And such a beautiful argument for letting children play. (laughs) Encourage children to play. It's important. It's necessary. It's not an indulgence. No, you're absolutely right. It is so essential that they find their place in the world and that means working with space. Mm -hmm. That means learning to control my body. That means making my body do things at will. I choose to do this. I choose to push my body in that direction to make this object, this bike, this scooter do X, Y, or Z. Um, It's just unbelievable. Um, So I thought today, um, while I was talking about this, that we should look at scooters. Absolutely. Um, So I I have actually been um, talking about scooters for many, many years on Toy Talk. And my favorite one is actually the micro scooter. And it's because it is the top of the range quality. It's it's um, it's European technology, mm-hmm. absolutely at its best. I had them for my children. We had we had one in the family for ten years. Oh, lovely! It That's went, lasted. Well, it went through two of my children, and then it went to my nephew. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the micro scooters is that every single piece is replaceable. So in the absolutely unlikely event that something goes wrong with your scooter, you can replace the <laughs> part. But more likely, you will refurbish it for the next child. Mm-hmm. So it's an absolute investment in your children's development. They are, um, what's, a, what's fantastic, and one of the reasons why I'm mentioning it this morning, is that micro scooters have now come out with the eco-scooter, which is made from recycled fishing nets. Mm. That's pretty cool. This is hot off the press. I got the press release about oh, 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. And the base, the deck that the children stand on, is now made from fishing nets. And the, the one that has just been launched now is Ocean Blue. That's the color. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I just think it's amazing that our kids can get a lifetime's worth of fun mm-hmm. out of something that is recycled from the sea. Lovely. Yeah. Those so are, of course, those recycled perfect. fishing nets that pose such a problem, right? Exactly. Uh, to see To see life and, and, and um, marine life down the line after we as humans have discarded them. Absolutely. So I have to say that I have, I have judged many, many different scooters over the years. The micro scooter gives the most incredible 
smooth gliding, curving and carving action. Mm. And kids can surf the sidewalk like they would on a skateboard, but with the safety of a handlebar. Absolutely. So they have more control and more maneuverability. So the ones that I would suggest parents look at, it's the Mini Deluxe Eco Scooter and the Maxi Deluxe Eco Scooter. I I said these were Rolls-Royce. The Mini Deluxe is for the two to six-year-old, the th- up to 35 kilos. Mm-hmm. It's 1,199 rand, and the Micro is 2,999 rand. But as I said, these are going to last not just for your children, but for your generation. They'll go from one generation to the next. I like that. And I have today a coupon for our listeners. And if they go on to the Micro site um, after this show and punch in a coupon Nikki Bush 10 they will get 10% off anything Lovely. on that site today including the adult scooters so you Nikki know, Bush 10 mm-hmm. that's what you have to punch in as the coupon code speaking of adult scooters so I, I, I'm going to jump in there and say I definitely advocate for every adult getting one for themselves for various reasons The first being that the prospect of eating dirt will keep you humble. (laughs) That's the first. (laughs) Secondly, uh, actually eating dirt and skidding and falling on gravel will actually just shake you out of this, uh, this avatar that you've built up of being this mature, responsible, (laughs) all-knowing entity. Um, (laughs) And you'll quickly remember that something as humble as gravel will take you down, buddy. So relax. (laughs) Stop being so full of yourself. And then, of course, you'll have the biggest laugh with your child. Um, All of this based on experience. Completely anecdotal. (laughs) There's no science behind it. But we need to do, we absolutely need to be out there. Isn't it funny when you haven't ridden a bike or a scooter for a while and you get back on one and you realize oh my goodness <laughs> but it is what did they say you know it's it's just like riding a bicycle once you've done it before yeah. it's wired into you so i have written um an article on nickybush.com if you just put scooter into into the blog into the search uh, window you will come up with with my blog around scooters Lovely and if you do want to take advantage <laughs> of that coupon code nickybush10 go to micro.co.za and go and shop at your heart's content. And what we spoke about today sure. was the micro eco scooter. Lovely stuff, Nikki. And I guess, you know, what's also, I think, a lovely achievement is when um, the, your little, the little person that you've bought the scooter for finally finds um, or figures out or conquers that braking mechanism, mm. right? That coordination of just mm-hmm. making sure, like, you know, okay, I need, to, I need to stop this thing and my brain needs to tell whichever foot and leg is available to sort of shift to the back and press on that back pedal and just getting it all right. So there's just so many fascinating things going on at the same time when it comes to scooters. I really love it. Actually, what you've just mentioned is very important. So on this micro scooter, there is a brake at the back mm-hmm. and the um, handlebars are height adjustable. So as your children grow, you can raise the handlebars. And, um, you know, those sorts of things are important to look for when you are buying a scooter. 
Look for adjustable handlebars. Look for how grippy the foot plate is. Look for that brake because it's important that your children have control when they're moving. And look for the lean to steer mechanism. So Mm -hmm. when they lean, just like on a skateboard, will they be able to change direction from left to right? Because that's part of that internal balancing system, that, that vestibular system in your child. So much learning, so much fun. Absolutely. Nikki Bush, thank you so much for the conversation this morning. Uh, we'll leave it right there. That's uh, Nikki Bush, our human potential and parenting expert.